from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions in Nashville, Tennessee. This is The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your money, your relationships, your life, your friends, everything. Give us a shout. 888-825-5225. I'm John Deloney, joined here by best-selling author and all-around great human being, Rachel Cruz. And we're taking your calls on life, money, work, everything. 888-825-5225. 5225. Let's go out to William in Fort Worth, Tejas. What's up, William? Hey, guys. How are y'all? We're good, brother. What's up? So, my, I, I just, uh, last Friday, I, so a week ago, um, actually, um, quit my job because my wife requested me to. And we were having, we're having this discussion now of, well, what do we do with our finances? Because it seems like you should have had that conversation before she told you to quit. Why? Why? Why did she tell you to quit your job? I have a, I have a real bad heart, and I was working in the heat, and it was getting to the point where I was passing out at work. Okay, so she was right. So her her impulse was let's a go with don't die. B let's figure out money. Right. Yes. Okay. Rachel is a wife. She's like, I'm going to go with that one. Okay. So why, hold on. Why did your wife have to save your life? Why didn't you come to this determination on your own? Because I'm one that won't stop if I'm, unless I'm told no. Like I, I, I will, I'll go until I burn out. Can we, in this case, can we die? Can we just? That's uh, uh, immature. Can we? Can we decide we're going to be different from this point forward? Yes. Okay. Good. So we got a wake up call. So what's your question? How do I talk to my wife about our finances? Because we have two accounts. She has her account. I have my account. Okay. None of them are tied together. And so, I, I mean, I don't see what she's spending. I don't. She doesn't see what I spend. And I've talked to her about it previously and she's like well i don't want you to be mad at me for what i what i spend but we're in this together for sure for sure um which is kind of a common thing that i hear when couples don't have their money together it's like well i don't want you to see because i don't want i don't want to get ragged on of like i go to target and probably spend too much money and i don't want you to see it and you know like that that is a normal discussion point that we hear from people when their accounts are separate and you're talking about combining them so i uh, not saying that's right, but that that is a common phrase that we hear. So would she be correct? Would you get mad at how she spends her money, you think? No. I wonder why she thinks that you will. She's a school teacher, and she, she told me right before I um, – uh, the Thursday before I, I put my, my re- resignation in that – well, this next check is the one I play with. I said, well, what do you do with it? She said, well, I don't pay any bills with it. I said, okay, so. Yeah. You okay. have enough. I mean, I mean you, you, have totally, okay. you pay yeah. all your, all your bills with one check and it, you play with it. Yeah. And there's, there's so, there's so much here, William, that yeah, is like, I, can I tell you what I is, think, William? I think she's, I think she acts more like your mom than your wife. And yeah. I think that she has had to create a world where she makes sure that she can eat and everybody there's a roof and there's bills that are paid because you're a guy that's just going to put his head down and do whatever he's going to do, even if it's going to kill him. 
Is that fair? Yeah. And then finally she said, hey, how about you don't die? Like, you're getting pretty close to the edge here. And this conversation sounds like it starts with you coming home and saying, I've been real immature and I've been thinking about me to the point that I'm just going to work myself to death because that's kind of what I think I'm worth. And she looked at you finally as you were heading off the edge and said, hey, I think you're worth a little bit more than that because you're my husband. And so I want to enter into a world where we're going to do this together. And I've quit my job. I've said I I tapped out, right? There's no bravado. In the jiu-jitsu world, there's an old thing like, you don't tap out. You just, no, true jiu-jitsu artists tap out when they get caught, right? That's It's so you can live to, to go another day. And that's what you've done here. And you can stand before your wife, actually take a knee before your wife and say, I've been immature the way I've lived and we're going to have to start this whole thing over, build something new. I want to start by being all in together on this deal. And I'm not going to judge your purchases. I'm I'm going to choose to go first too. Um, will you do this with me? Yeah. And William, I mean, honestly, from what even John, what you just said, which I think was so spot on of her having to create this world, you know, within herself and her money, uh, with with you and your decisions all that right like y'all have just been playing in all these separate um these separate fields and so my my prayer would be that she longs to do this with you that she longs for unity not just in your money but in your marriage and into other decisions in life not just about money and so honestly if i were your wife if my if i was in that situation and and my husband came home and apologized and said i'm so sorry that this is how we've been doing our life and I take and I take responsibility for not engaging you when it comes to money, making you feel like you have to, um, you have to hide keep, from keep me. stuff from me. And, and 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 I don't want that anymore. I want our marriage to be, I want us to to be fully known, to be open, and to know what is going on because we're we're a team in this, like and in this life. Do y'all have kids? No. Okay. okay. And so if that you know becomes part of the formula later in life for you guys, it's like. You want you want your marriage to be to, to be so unified and that you know each other so well um, that it just brings this level of joy, William, that I think you guys have been missing. And again, the money stuff is a symptom of a lot more going on. But I think if you went to her and said, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry for how I've acted. I'm so sorry for X, Y, and Z. And I want to sit me and you together and agree and agree on our money and work together as a team. I want to do this together. And and you guys and tactically sitting there and listing out a budget like, hey, if you're wanting to spend money, let's look at where we're at. Let's and I want to spend money. So do, how do we do this? You know, do we each have our personal line items in the budget? Uh, have money goals. If you guys have debt, to say, hey, let's work to start paying this off together. Like I want you guys to start working in unison. But I think William, a huge step, a huge step, would be for you to go in and apologize. Hey, William, why do you think you're worth nothing? I don't know. Um, I have a college degree, but I can't use it. It's, I mean, it's in business administration. I don't even but, know what, what your degree is. Yeah, your business, I, I disagree with this statement. You could. You've decided not to, and that's that's fine. It's all well and good. But there's something beneath this that you think, nah, I'm just worth putting my head down and just going until until this get, thing runs out of gas. And it took a woman who loves you to say, no, 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 I need you. Here's the deal, William. I'd really love you to be able to look in the mirror and say, I'm worth being here. 
and I'm worth having a life full of joy and I'm worth having a marriage full of joy. And, and hold on the line. Austin will pick up and I want to give you guys a year subscription of Ramsey Plus yeah. for you guys to do every dollar together and to go through the videos of Financial Peace University together. And you guys start over. Start from start a clean over. slate to starting today. Yep. And that starts with you looking in the mirror saying, I'm worth starting over. All right. We're with you, man. Thanks for the call. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. This is The Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225. Let's go out to Caleb in Los Angeles, California. What is up, Caleb? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, my brother. What's up? So I'll get right to it. The question is, um, do I just need to somehow make a copious amount of money to stay living here, or do I need to take my wife and five kids and move away? That was an excellent so, use of the word copious, <laughs> just to start the call. Uh, give us some more context, man. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, nose to the grindstone through baby step two, like I'm sure most of your listeners. And we look up one day, we're debt-free. Then we get pregnant with twins, which is still exciting. Um, and then so now we have five small children under six, and I can finally move on to baby step 3B. And that's when I, you know, can really look around. I'm like, oh, my gosh. These starter homes are eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> and you've got five kids. So you got a house full of. You got seven people. Yes, yes, there's seven. Um, yeah, so there's seven of us, and we homeschool. Um, I'm in the, I'm in the film industry, but I don't have to be here. I'm a producer director, so I can travel around, and I own a podcast uh, business. But um, my income is probably like this year. I'll probably close out right around one hundred and forty thousand dollars before taxes. But it's not always like that, you know. It's up and down, entrepreneur. So, yeah, guys. I, I mean, I don't know what to do. Like, do I just hightail it out of here, or you know, I don't. I don't. I have no idea what to do. I just. I've literally never been this. Just no clue what to do. Mm. And the main the the main motivation to move is just is financial. Would that be number one for sure? Really, the only big reason, or is there any other motivating factors that you're like, man, we kind of do want, we're, we're, we're kind of feeling like we want, we want to change. Uh, yeah. So like when I left, when I left Texas, money was definitely a, a factor, right? Can I, can I get, mm-hmm. get a promotion? Can I get a different job? Can I make more money? But the broader mm-hmm. conversation with me and my wife and, and ultimately for our kids was we, we want a different life. 
I want my kids to run around in the creeks and in the trees and um, I, we want to have a different life than was available to us where we were. And that was the ultimate, are we going to leave here? The money definitely played into that, but it was a life question. So yeah, I, I would ask you, do you love your life there in California? And do you love the life of Los Angeles? And you're, you got, you got, you know, 15 kids that you're raising down there. Do you like that? <laughs> or are y'all looking for, because this sounds like it's an existential question, right? This is a different, you've reached the question that so many filmmaker buddies of mine reach or artists of mine say like, all right, am I going to go all in on this? I got five kids. Can I earn a living? All those questions, right? Um, so what's the main motivation behind this question? Uh, yeah, I think it's that. Um, I, mean, you, I mean, you guys have had hundreds of callers complaining about California, so I'll spare you the <laughs> political rant. But just insert that right here. And then in addition, um, I, we actually live about an hour north in Ventura. So it's like a beach town, 70 degrees every single day. So, I mean, yeah, it's paradise, but all of our friends are dual income, you know, working constantly, you know. Yeah. So I'm looking at my kids and their kids. I'm totally. looking at what's the legacy? Like, are they going to be able to afford a home? Um, I definitely can. I mean, look, God can do anything, right? So of course I could make more money and I could make, you know, I could do the plan, but on the forecast right now, it's just not there. But to answer your question, Dr. John, um, yeah, I would love to, like we could do that legacy elsewhere seems easier. And I just cannot get a home with the with the current plan now so yeah I'm, we're, we're up to moving um and so, so I mean, we'd have to say goodbye to the perfect weather but yeah, yeah. and hey make no mistake i was in um doing some media in hollywood a few months ago and i just well i i just started laughing i walked out of my hotel that morning and i was like oh this is why everybody moves here it was magic right the yeah. weather was perfect people were so kind like i get that and that was a snapshot that was a two. Those were two days I was there, and I didn't have to deal with the traffic or the politics or the drama. Um, a cool thing about living in Texas or Tennessee and other a couple other states is there's no such thing as state income tax, right? So there's a whole bunch of other factors there. Um, right. But yeah, there's a reason why Rachel and I are have a bunch of new neighbors from Los Angeles and New York. Yeah, come move in my neighborhood, Caleb. They're, 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 <laughs> Everyone's from California. I'm like, yeah, oh my and, god! And I live in the woods, and my neighbors are from California. So yeah, um, it's but and, and it's, it's a, it, there's a and there's a math. Not that math has to be the 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 director of your life, right? It's not the number one factor of your life. But looking at the math, it's like you you know the cost of living where things are higher and it's going to be higher where you are. And so there's a point where it's like, okay, I'm looking at my income, I'm looking at our expenses, and I'm looking at what we want. Are what we value as a family, what we want for our family long term, and it just ends up easier if your standard, your cost of living, goes down yeah. because of when you move, and so that creates margin, it creates options, and so um, it's a very, it's a very real thing um, to be able to say, wow, we could move somewhere, get a house that actually will fit all of our eighteen kids <laughs> and and our family, and enjoy. Um, I actually can make decent money still and I'm going to have more that we're going to have as a family to, to use, whether that's for investing or saving or giving or spending. Um, so yeah, there, I mean, there's a true math equation there that you just end up better when you're not living in these high cost of living areas. It just yeah. is what it is. And so for you guys, if you just got to a point where you're just sick of it and you're like, it's just, we're done. Um, Here's how we did this psychologically in my house, Caleb. Because yeah. my wife and I had lived in Texas every day of our life. And so leaving mm -hmm. this was a cultural move for us. It was an environmental move for us. It was it had a bunch of different factors. Um, we sat down and said, let's make a three-year commitment. Mm 
And we know that the first six months we're going to be lonely and it's going to be wild and I got a new job and I don't even know how the DMV works here and there's different laws, different rules, everything's different. And so we're going to, we're going to mm-hmm. commit through that. This idea that if we leave, we can never go back to California. It's a great point. It's not true. You can't. You can move everybody back, and y'all have a y'all figure it out because you're smart and scrappy and good, and you know what you're doing. And so I, I would say, hey, let's make a 36 month commitment. Let's pick a place, whether it's North Carolina or Texas or any who, who know anywhere, Kansas. Go to Kansas, man. Kansas is beautiful. Um, go somewhere where you're going to have the life that you want, and that is going to allow you so much more financial flexibility than what you're dealing with right now, and still continue to be able to create and do film and produce and direct and do all those things that you love to do. Um, yeah, it sounds like in your heart you're gone. Now you're just dealing with the angst of I made a hard decision and now what do we do now? Yeah, right. absolutely. All right. It, it's tough. Oh, good. oh, you about to say well, something? Well, I was just like, it's. Tough. I mean, it's tough, Caleb, because it's like, you know, especially when you, after you're a parent, you're like, okay, I'm making decisions, not just for me. And after you're married, it's your spouse. Yeah. And then once you have little ones that you're responsible for, it's like, all right, I'm making, it's a big deal. Yeah. There's a weight to it. So I so appreciate his like hesitation and really and really thinking through it but um but i also think there's a reality to to the math and and the the value of living that you want yeah. with your family so and this always brings to mind an important um I, I i heard this from a counselor friend of mine in relation to breakups but i think it applies all across the board this idea that just because it hurts just because it's uncomfortable just because you get sad just because you're grieving doesn't mean it's not the right decision mm-hmm. right and people would break up and think i'm hurting so bad 2 days after we've been married or not married we've been dating for 2 years or we've been married for a long time and we divorced and it hurts so bad i must have made a mistake and it was like no 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 you made the right call hurting is part of this process yeah. and so leaving the city where all five of your kids were born leaving the adventure and all the excitement that is la um, that's going to be a bummer, right? Believing that totally. weather, that incredible weather. Um, there's a cool thing that happens in Tennessee that doesn't happen in Los Angeles. And it's waterfalls from the sky several times a week. It's so crazy. <laughs> um, they call it rain. And it's amazing. And it fills up in these uh, basins called lakes. It's and you crazy. Get four seasons. Yeah, you get all four. You yeah, get it's all wild. four. You get so, all yeah, four. It's great. Caleb, give it a shot, man. Give it a shot. Um, and, okay, sorry. I know we're, 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 we're continuing on this. But, again, but also, on the total flip side of this of how we've answered this we had a debt-free scream last week with a family from california and they paid off their mortgage and they're like they figured it out and they were like you know math does apply in california because that's always our joke here that everyone's like well i can't do that because i'm from california uh and they did it and they paid off their house and all of it so will it take a longer time you get less house for more i mean all of that yes but you still can own a home in california absolutely or caleb maybe you quit doing indie stuff and you start shooting features and you get into that world and you get a make more, more money make more money and say this is just the That's life a good we're gonna question. live so if you made it. more money caleb would that change the conversation oh yeah so if somebody just dropped three hundred thousand dollars on you would you move would you move or would you stay hmm. is that a fair question i don't know <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back I saw some recent financial statistics and there was some pretty troubling news. 
When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. This is the Ramsey Show. Listen, every time you hear someone do their debt-free scream on the show, it's because at some point they said, "Enough! I'm not living like this anymore. I've had it." And when you get mad like that and do what they did, your life will change too. And right now, inflation and your ridiculous credit cards are killing you. You started to believe you're not in control of your money. Wrong. You have to decide to control what you can control, and that's you, your thoughts, and your actions. You have the power to change your future. We're one of the few groups of people left in the world that still believe that people can change, and Financial Peace University will show you how. This course will teach you the proven step-by-step plan that's helped nearly 10 million people beat debt, master budgeting, and build wealth, and you can do it too. Stop letting debt and money stress control your life. Say enough and take back your control. Start Financial Peace University at RamseySolutions.com slash enough. That's RamseySolutions.com slash enough. Let's go out to Philip in Oklahoma City. What is, let's see where he is. There is Philip. What's up, Philip? Yeah. Hey, how are you? I'm outstanding, my brother. How are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. So what's up, man? How can we help? All right. So, I'm definitely not the type of person who likes being in debt at all. It's a icky, nasty feeling for sure. And I was never in debt until I married my beautiful wife who has some student loans and we'd both love to get rid of them. But I've tried a couple budgets in the past and I can't seem to get it right and stick to it because the cost estimates I can't seem to nail down and uh, unexpected costs, things along those lines. So my question is, what are some tips and advice for budgeting and saving money on a lower income? Yeah, that's a great question, Philip. Well, we teach, because there's different ways to do a budget, right? There's like the, um, what is it, like the, the 60-40 rule or the, you know, there's all these different types. So the one that we really recommend using is the zero-based budget. And that's where the income for your month, because you're going to budget monthly, not not necessarily weekly or even, you know, some people do a yearly budget, but once a month and you have your income for that month and then all of your expenses underneath, including giving and saving. 
And the goal is for that income minus all of those expenses should equal zero. So that's a zero based budget. And so sitting down and doing that, you know, for realizing a couple of things, uh, having a miscellaneous category is huge. And it sounds like that's one of the issues that you have when something comes up, you're like, oh my gosh, we didn't plan for this. Um, So making sure you have kind of that catch-all category, which helps a ton so it doesn't throw your entire budget off. Uh, I would also say to to make sure that you know a good um, estimate of what you spend your money on realistically too. I think some people go into budgeting and they think, okay, I'm going to cut back all this stuff and I'm going to have $75 for food for the month. <laughs> it's like, it's probably oh, not yeah. going to work. Uh, so really making sure, hey, we know what we need not to be, we're not going to be extravagant with it, but like we know what we need um, in categories like food, transportation, uh, obviously your rent or your mortgage. That's a pretty standard one that you'll know predictable month to month. Um, but really testing those out. And the other thing, Philip, is give it 90 days. You have to give yourself three months. A lot of people, the first time they do it, uh, the first month or second month, it doesn't work. So they're done. And you really have to stay with it up to three months because things are going to change throughout the month. Uh, again, you predict something in one category, it ends up being something else. So you have to end up upping that category, lowering other categories, all of it. So it does take some strategy and being really, really intentional, but some of those things will help. I think, again, doing the zero-based budget, doing it monthly before the month begins, giving yourself 90 days. Um, and then the last thing too, Philip, I would say is to make sure you're tracking your transactions because people will set a budget and then they that's it. They just set it and they just keep living their life. And then it gets to the 12th of the month and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how much we have left for food um, you know, or, or, or whatever's left. So making sure that you're tracking that. And every dollar, our app here at Ramsey Solutions um, does that. It connects to your bank. And so that's a great option if you want to do that or if you want to keep up with, you know, as you're spending money through the month as well. But those are, set, those are again, high level, but really practical ways um, to, to do the budget. And then again, it, it's also sticking to it, like having to say, this is how much we have for food and it's reasonable. We're not, we're not going, you know, we're not starving ourselves, but, <laughs> but we have to stay in, we have to stay in this. And that means making different decisions as well. And especially if you have a lower income, uh, having to, to use that income and stretch it as far as possible is really key. And then if you guys don't have any savings, then a thousand dollar emergency funds, uh, is the very first thing you want to do before you start paying off that debt. Uh, but that's, um, and that, that's where that savings line item would be. And then once you have that, you can take that out of the budget because you're not going to be saving for anything else because you have your starter emergency fund and then anything extra goes towards that debt to pay it off as quickly as possible. Philip, why do you have a uh, lower income? What do you do? Um, well, I, I work for Coca-Cola and um, I, I do merchandising and I stock and order coca-cola for uh stores and it's it's about 35k a year and so it's it's enough but it's it just seems like it's shrinking because of inflation and things like that no it doesn't seem like it is it absolutely is How, how old are you i'm 22 okay that job that you're working is is hard work isn't it yeah it's it's pretty physical it's very physical it's hard work um with your work ethic um, and your your you, you don't have any fear of doing hard work, I think you could go f- get involved in some trades and make fifty thousand dollars before the ne- in, in sixty days. I think you could find another job, making some money. 
Do you believe that you can do that? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how many other options there are for me, but I do, I do really love the job that I do as well. Hey, here's too. the deal. You can love it all day long, but you have a math problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is your wife work, Philip? No, she, she's in full-time school and, okay. um, uh, I think this is, yeah, this is her last year and her scholarships will pay the rest of the way through, but, but you're 22 still, and it might be that for two years you do something that isn't your dream job or isn't, you know, fulfilling all of your hearts, it, you know, I don't know, rainbows come out of the sky when you wake up every morning, but you have a math problem. You're just going to put food on the table and you're going to work really hard to get this debt paid off so that when she gets out of school, y'all are ready to run and do whatever it is y'all want to do. It's going to be hard saying? to pay off student loan debt, Philip. On thirty five thousand, it's just going to take you guys a long time. So I don't know if that's getting even a a, a side hustle. Changing your full time career for sure is an option, right. uh, like John is saying. But then also, I think picking up other work again to get to be aggressive to pay the student loan off. But I also don't want you guys becoming debt free and still feeling like you're just living like paycheck to paycheck still just because of uh, because of your salary. Grand, yeah. Yeah. What do you want to do long term, brother? Well. Um, well, as of, as of right now, I was actually picturing, uh, working my way up in, in co uh, within the company. Um, and is I that, actually is that have, I have, um, I, I, I am making about 30% more money than I was when I got hired three years ago. It's still not enough. I, I thought <laughs> if I sing it, you could hear it that way. It's still not enough. Can, man. It's 35,000. You could you could be making a hundred percent more than you were making two days ago. It's still thirty five grand. It's still not enough to get you guys out of the hole. Is there a is there a track though that you're seeing, Philip? That you know, okay, in in twelve months it's going to be more. Like, is there a progression that's going to happen though that you know? Um. Well, I guess I can't say that for a hundred percent sure, but I know that since I'm being paid hourly and I get an annual raise, like um, over time. I'll become more and more expensive to the company as yeah. well. <laughs> exactly. And I was just talking to my friend Ken Colvin, and businesses are rolling people back as they get more and more expensive. Businesses are cutting employees. Um, take a hard look in the mirror, brother, and decide you're worth more than your hourly rate right now. And just throw a line in the water and see. My guess is you can make ten or fifteen thousand dollars more in short order. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined by best-selling author Rachel Cruz, and we're taking your calls on life and money, 888-825-5225. Let's go out to Michael in Denver. What's up, Michael? How you doing, Dr. John and Rachel? We're good. We're good. What's up, man? How can we help? Uh, calling today to seek some advice. Um, I'm on Baby Step 7. Um, nice. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Um, so I am debt free and I own my home. Um, and my girlfriend and I are considering taking the next step in our relationship. 
and I would like to rent out my home, um, moving with her for a short time to uh, build up some um, more money, and then she would be selling her home, and we would purchase a home together. And I am not sure if that would be the right thing to do. Um, a lot of the things say yes, as my home is paid off and would generate a very healthy uh, passive income um, to pretty much pretty much cash flow the the new home um, with the sale of her house and the purchase and the house that we would buy together. So I have several thoughts across the board. You want all of them or just you want me to answer your money question? Uh, sure. You give me all of them. <laughs> all right. Um, so let, let me address it this way. The research is pretty clear that the the relational satisfaction of people who move in together who are not married versus those who are. And I know it's going to get me the, the mean cards and letters on the internet and that's fine. It's just nonpartisan data that says every single factor in the relationship. Um, you can just go down the list. Every single factor is different. It is improved when you're married versus moving in. Um, and so when somebody asks me that, um, yes, I go to church. There, there's there's that. But this is simply, I just am looking at the data and the chances of your relationship being less structurally sound, right? That's number mm-hmm. one. Number two, when you buy a home with somebody you're not married with, you're in a you're creating a business partnership. And whenever you create a business partnership, part of the partnership is always what happens if this business partnership dissolves. And if you are dating, untangling that becomes a mess. If you are married and you get divorced, and I'm not saying that's going to happen, I'm just putting it out there. There is a there is a plan to follow to divide this stuff up. So what I'm saying is if you are moving into this house and y'all are going to buy another house here and y'all are going to share an asset over here that's supposedly income generating, all that, all that, it, so, it, it sounds like Instagram math is what I call it. It's like if I do this and I move this and I get some Bitcoin, and that, what I'm telling you is the chances that, some, that, the, that the train gets off the tracks are greater and it's infinitely messier, right? So let me back up and ask you this. What's your long-term play here? Our long, our long-term play is obviously to create a life together. Okay. Um, I would by getting married. Uh, for, yes, getting married. How long have um, you been together? Previ- um, about a year. Okay. All right. She was previously married before. Okay. Um, has two children. Um, was married for eight years. I think one of her biggest concerns is is just making sure that we are, um, you know, going about this the right way. And, um, you know, obviously like this is, this is going to be, um, this is going to be long-term. So, and I would tell um, you, I would tell you the, I, the common fallacy is, um, and it's, it's, it makes perfect logical sense. Theoretically, it just doesn't play out in real life is that we're going to practice. You move in with me and my two kids while I'm healing from divorce. We've been together a year. Let's practice what it would look like if we were actually doing this long-term and make sure we're all good. And I get the theory behind that. It makes sense. Um, it also doesn't work in the data. Okay. Okay. It's it. Rachel and I will tell you, marriage works when you both have jumped. 
and it's like we have to do this together or we both hit the ground right and that's that's the way marriage works yeah there's a there you know you can like you're saying you can try to say okay yeah let's see because i just like want to know like this this does she hate the way I brush my teeth? You know what I mean? Like whatever, like that, like you hear all these like little things yeah. about people and I'm like, none of that, like most of the stuff that may bother you that could be like, um, this is a sign we shouldn't stuff that, that, that's stuff that doesn't matter in marriage. It doesn't. It and doesn't so there's a point that like, there's a relational thing, Michael here that is really big, really big that again, I know the culture and the world and everyone's like, oh yeah, that's like what you do. It's the next step in a relationship is to move in together. And so what we have found time and time again is like, it's, for the best of both of you to come together is to say, hey, we're going to be in a committed relationship and actually get married before we make that step. Um, we're going to go all in on this thing. The other side of that is I, I wouldn't, and Rachel, hop in here, but I would not leverage my paid for house no. um, and then go rent over here and then go take out a mortgage and build something new. It, it gets yeah. so complicated. So complicated. So Michael, if I were you, if I woke up in your shoes, you're on baby step seven, you have a paid for house, you're dating a wonderful woman and you guys have been together for a year. And I would say, okay, if you think that this is long term, then like, all right, let's actually plan and let's just pretend this is all pretend, but let's say I'm going to propose in six months. We're going to get married this time next year. We have another year and she's going to, you know, she's going to save. I'm going to save a ton. And once we get married, I'm going to sell my house. She can sell hers. We're going to put the money together. And you start off a marriage on a completely emotional clean slate by doing the steps the right way in that sense. But then also you guys financially could be going, could be, it could be amazing. Like right. you could guys right. could pay cash for a house together and start your life off. And that the number one stressor, is amazing. The number one stressor for new relationships is money. And you would take that off the table. Right. Right. By yeah, choosing I, I, to get I, a mortgage and to be a landlord on day one is choosing to like, Hey, let's opt in for more stress in an already bonkers, you know, season of yeah, life. That's one of the things I went back to on FPU is, is just what Rachel said. And, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, that's the number one thing that I would like to see for our future is financial stability and no money stress and before house. And and, Michael, if you want a rental, two good incomes, it would be, it would be amazing. Yep. And Michael, if you want, I mean, and and I come from a real estate family, my my husband works in real estate. My dad loves real estate. Every like real estate is like, it's a, it's a big deal. My family loves it. So I love the idea of passive income. Uh, of having another property. So even you yourself, not with her until you're married, but if you're making a great income and you have no debt, you could save up and go, you know, buy a condo with cash, rent it out, kind of scratch the itch and kind of figure out, you know, do I want to do this real estate thing? Do I want to invest in real estate? Is this kind of the plan I want to go? All with cash, but you can you can still choose to go down that road. It's not a it's not a this or that kind of thing too. So um, there's some numbers to play with and, and all of that. But yeah, John and I, for the best interest of your relationship and your money, I would not move in and I would not try to rent out your house when it's paid paid off and all of that. So, My, Michael, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. It's pretty direct and I may even be overstepping my bounds. Is that okay? Sure. Don't be somebody's tryout. Don't leave your okay. paid for home and a, a, and a pretty extraordinary life you've, you've lived to go see if you cut it. You're worth more than that. And, and she is too. Okay? Sure. 
Um, and I, and again, I, it's not a knock on her. If I'm her, I would be terrified to do this again because I've done it before, right? And it ended painfully. It hurt for me. It hurt the kids. It, hurt, it made a mess. So I get the hesitation. I 100% get that. Right. But when we're both ready to jump, let's both be ready to jump. Not, hey, you jump and let me know how deep that water is. Right. And so that, that's just, hey, if you and me were just having, um, grabbing a drink and having some nachos, I would tell you, this is just me talking to you this way. Okay. Sure. Um, and Rachel and I both just have the, both the fortune and the misfortune of talking to countless people who thought they were going to buck the, buck the data. And it was like, yeah, but we're going to be different. And it just ends up in a mess, right? It just ends up in a mess. Say, so, hey, we're rooting for you. Congratulations on you. Clearly, you're brilliant. Clear, yeah, well clearly, well done, You're Michael. a person of integrity. Well done. Um, best of luck to you and your new family. It's going to be awesome. Hey, that's an hour in the books, and we'll be back soon, right here on the Ramsey Show. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com slash show. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast, we've got more where that came from. As you know, at Ramsey, we're always looking to protect our listeners from scummy companies, slick marketing, and money myths. I'm George Camel, host of The Fine Print, where I do the research for you to help you rise above the system that's designed to keep you broke and in debt so that you can become confident in your money choices. Check out The Fine Print wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.